Yeah. Yeah. You want to wipe it down? I should. Just in general, so it just got- looks gross. <laughs> Live with my wife. It's like everyone's like all like wiping down everything. I'm like, that's basically life in my house all the time. Wiping it is. Down I've been there. Yeah. 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 She wiped, she wiped you down when you came in. It was weird. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Mega Cast. Ted! Steve, you don't sound as excited. <laughs> what am I supposed to be excited about? <laughs> it is Life? a strange, strange time. The world's falling apart. We have yeah. a massive shutdown. The Mariners might not be playing baseball in Seattle. Everything yeah. is falling apart, Ted. We should leave. I think the Sounders just canceled a match, oh, thankfully. Man. What are the Dragons going to do? They have to cancel it. Right. Unless they want to play in front of nobody. I mean, you could, you know, some of the so the Italian league did that, but then they ended up shutting it down. Yeah. that And some of those XFL teams are already used to playing in front of nobody, so it's no big surprise. No, just kidding. Right. Seattle's got a good crowd. Yeah. Well, it's also funny, too, like... I don't want to sound like this guy, and I know I'm a sports person, but like Italy shutting down is a major issue. But their top flight football league, it'd be like the NFL shut down for a month. It's insane. during the middle of the season. And what, like NBA, that doesn't hit home. NHL is trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, the Premier League just yep. uh, in England just pers- postponed a match today. The Italy one was the one where it was just like I remember I got off the phone with a, it was a Beecher or a hair club, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like. Are we really freaking out this much over this damn thing? You know, and like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm not like one that's gonna laugh it off. I understand that there are fears, but I'm like, you know, you hit that point, that breaking point. Like, uh, enough. As soon as I said that, uh, enough. I look at my phone, little like news alert, and it says all of Italy shut down. Hundred people died in one day. I'm like, all right, maybe I should have been quiet because <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Right. It's also, it's also law of averages. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, more people do die of the flu. But if the average is people that catch it are dying at a higher rate, you know, it's like per capita. Yeah. So then that's what people are kind of freaking out about. I, I My main thing is just like, at this point, just listen. I mean, this is going to be the TED Talk, but listen to healthcare people. Yeah. Listen to doctors. Do mm-hmm. what they say. Stay And, don't, you know, like, if you can, I mean, you know, if less than 250 while we can, still go support your local bars and restaurants because they are absolutely struggling. Every Anyone in performance art, too, comics, musicians. Oh, my good, because they got to cancel all these shows. Like, I was talking with uh, with, with, with Craig Gass. He's like, good news. Uh, there's less than 250 people coming to my show, so I'm going to be able to put on my shows. Bad news. There's not a lot of people coming to my shows at all in general right now. Yeah. And even like Glenn Cannon, we talked to him yesterday. His, his band's playing at the Crocodile or Hope. You know, who knows now? Uh, Friday night, and he's just like this. This show is going to help us make enough money so we can do this three week long tour. If this show doesn't happen, or if this show is poorly attended, we're losing money right from day one. And I'm like, gosh, man, that sucks. And when you've already booked out an entire tour down the coast, around some other places, you know what I mean. You've locked in dates. You've probably put down deposits for certain venues. This is not good. No. Oh my gosh, man. But that you know. It's kind of like I used to always say about the oceans rising. Stuff like this. Like, nobody wins. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. Trying to make it politicized, too. Just stop. Nobody's going to win. All we need to do, like, at this point, it's here. It's in the mm-hmm. States, especially mm-hmm. in Seattle. Like, listen to what they're saying. The numbers are going to go up because people haven't been tested. And we yep. need to, you know, if you use the right precautions, it'll be okay. Yeah. Pay attention to the symptoms. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's important. It, 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 everything and how it was handled. I mean, I've been listening and, and, and reading up on it more as, as it gotten more serious. I'm just like, man, just the way that it was all handled was just so piss poor. And now it's almost to the point of, of no return because it's too late. People are already infected. So all the preemptive strikes that we could have had are impossible now. Right. So, and then, you know, like we were talking about it when the mics were off, like whatever your political affiliation is, like we were just like, you know, it's going to get to a point where maybe nobody should be coming into our country and nobody should be leaving. And of course, if that comes up, you know, you, just as much as we have extreme rights, we have extreme left. So like the president's trying to keep, you know, do this, that, and the other thing is against our constitutional rights. It's like, no, actually in this situation. No, this is one where I'm fine with it. Right. Close it all down. Right. Wipe the whole country clean. Yes. Sanitize everything. Yes. I mean, so, I think in the end, I think that's what's going to happen here. I think there's going to be a couple of weeks where just nothing happens in Seattle and they are just going to clean everything. Right. With like just some, they, well, 
Well, they should employ my wife. She's really good at making sure things are just spotless. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I remember that one morning driving around looking for Lysol. And we had already had some, but you were like, dude, you don't understand. We have to get Lysol. In my head, I was like, this is weird. That was a moment of panic. That was, I think, our first time having uh, the Ted and Steve slumber party at, at my house. Yeah. And so just to kind of give people to understand, like, my wife does not care whatever we're going to do. So long as she comes home to a clean house and also that it doesn't, like, smell like a, a dispensary. Yeah. So, you know, you got two dudes that are not necessarily, like... You know, we're just dudes. We're farting. We're drinking. You know, there's, there, there, mostly all the smoking was done outside. Yeah. But still, like, there's, you know, remnants of a stench. And I was like, Ted. And I never, I, I mean, it was like almost like a like a weird version of First Bueller's Day Off when, like, you're hurrying to get back to the bed because you don't want to get caught by your parents. But right. We're, us, like, running out of time. Yeah. And I don't know why the one store just was out of Lysol. It was. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. We went to a gas station. We went to another place. And we're running around. And I'm like, Dad, they said they just left Bellevue. We have to get this house clean. And we did an incredible job. Yeah. Except for one thing. And I remember getting busted for it. Because she was just like, wow, the house looks really nice. Like, we vacuumed. We did this, that, and the other thing. We forgot to vacuum the, the, the rug when you first walk in from, into the house. Where the train was? Or no, like the... Yeah, the front door. All right. And she's just like, why are there just little, um, gr- like, blades of gla- uh, grass on, 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 on the carpet? Like, w- were you guys outside, like, barefoot or something? I'm like... Oh, I, you know, we walked outside and I must have just tracked it. And that's my bad. Forgetting that we were so wasted that night. It was like around midnight. I think I went outside and barefoot and stood in the snow. Yeah. To look at the Christmas 100%. lights. 100%. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to say that to her because that might raise a red flag. And she's like, what is wrong with the two of yeah, you? Yeah, these grass feels awesome. Yes. It's cold and amazing. And look at the lights. And we walked back in and I completely spaced on vacuuming that little chunk of carpet. And that's how we got busted. <laughs> So, like I'm saying, America, if you need somebody to clean Seattle, my wife is the woman for the job. Yeah. And this isn't a sexist thing. This is hard, cold, stone cold facts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's also funny, too. Like, I won't lie. Like, I was at the gym this morning, which probably isn't the most germ-free area. No, dude. That's like my biggest fear. People sweating on every dumbbell. Uh, so I saw the governor like doing his thing, but I couldn't hear what he said. So then on the way home, I st- and look. If, I will say honestly, I don't know what the toilet paper deal is because. <laughs> but I bought some more this morning. Did you really? I bought that. I bought. I bought like four cans of broth and a bunch of cans of tuna. <laughs> Well, dude, all right, so I started thinking about it. And I was like, if you shut the city down for two weeks, like I don't have enough food. But now you have tuna broth. So now I have cans of tuna and, and chicken broth. Because yep. I was like, chicken broth will help me survive. It'll keep me hydrated. <laughs> just four cans, though. Well, I already had like four cans of soup. I'm thinking about just a can of broth or soup and a can of tuna a day for two weeks. And, so and I got some bread, some bag, boiled bag rice. Okay. You're good. <laughs> the other sick part is, I won't lie to you, I was like, should I just buy, I should buy a lot of beer. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'm going to be in the house for two weeks. I know that sounds horrible, but I was like, I'm going to get bored. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> and Ted's going to get drunk, and Ted's going to eat all the food that you rationed out for two weeks. That's the problem. Week one. <laughs> you're going to get stoned and drunk, and you're going to eat all of it in like two days. Right? You need more food. I got nothing. Yeah. I got a big ass bag of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> All right, why don't we get some push-ups out of the way yeah. to get the heart rates and the blood pumping in the brain? Functioning. And it's probably good for us to exercise to stay healthy to avoid the coronavirus. All right. All right, you ready for this one, Ted? I am not. I'm sore cell already. <laughs> Had a good gym visit today? Did. I did. Nice. <laughs> Got, getting jacked and tan. Oh, I like this one, though. Yeah, right? Ooh. It's got hey. that heavy bass. Hey. Hey. Bass boost. All right, let's get 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. Supposed to handle them that way. I know, and, and, and it's like I never do. Oh, so Steve just grabbed his mic, and then my stand fell off. 
and now his mic is pointing directly down. It looks like it had too much to drink and it just got home. Come on, Steve. Come on, Steve. Let's go, Steve. Let's go, Steve. That song sounds like a bunch of crazy bubbles. Ted Talks. <laughs> Starring. Bunch of high bubbles. He takes me. It's my new song, High Bubbles. Uh, I already said it. Ted Talk, just do what the doctors say, man. <laughs> Doesn't sound as serious with this music. Is <laughs> it Ted Talk? Uh, that's just my advice. Just listen to what the doctors and health officials say. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. Steve is looking at me dead serious. It's important. It's Not important. with this music going. Ugh. Dude, I saw a couple restaurants closed for good. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I swear to God. Just because they've been hit so hard with people canceling reservations and everything, they're just like, we, we, we don't have, we can't afford it. Well, dude, um, Sarah from our morning show, ooh, Sarah, she had to get let go from her weekend wait- waitressing job that she did at the Italian food restaurant, the pizza place that she worked at. Oh, yeah. Business was so bad, they're just not open on Sundays anymore. Yeah. Man, that's not good. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a big deal. I feel bad for all the businesses out there because, I mean, I don't blame. Look, I know a lot of people are like, go out and support your local businesses. But I get that there are people like, I don't know if I have it. I don't know if someone else is going to have it. I don't want to expose it to someone that's old. You know what I mean? There's a lot of scaring. I mean, it's a lot of panic. But that's that's what's fine, too, right? Because, like, a lot of stuff you read seems like we should be fine, even if we got it. Right. But, like, I read something else that was like, well, don't stop flying, because you might just be the carrier giving it to other people. Mm-hmm. So, it... it well, I, 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 I took advantage of the cheap plane ticket prices that are going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you do? Not yet, but... <laughs> Where are you looking to go? Dublin. <laughs> How much are the tickets right now? 550 Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Hawaii in May. <laughs> May, yeah. Oh, you're rolling the dice. I think we're gonna be. When did right. you buy the ticket? Uh, a couple days ago. I got the insurance. All right, the coronavirus insurance. They actually specifically say there's coronavirus insurance. Like I'm not going until August, so I feel pretty confident things will be cleared up by then. But well, I'm dude, like, I got May. vacation in May. <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you. Look, we'll wrap ourselves in bubbles, and we'll get on there. The high bubbles. <laughs> what do you want from me, man? I want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I still haven't been there. Oh, man. I know. One of these times. I hear it's beautiful. You should come with us. Oh, yeah. Sandra <laughs> would be like, get. All right, tell him to come. I, I won't even tell her. We'll just like make it like it's a happy coincidence. Oh, I just roll through the through the pool? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You make Ted? You got to be kidding no. me. No. I thought you were going next week. No, this week. Hang out. What hotel are you in? This one. Uh, the same hotel. What room? 340. We're 3.38. Right. They should like, do the math like, is that the room with all the weed smoke and the people partying to one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm close to you guys. <laughs> Wait, didn't you go over there to knock on their door to tell them to be quiet and you were gone for 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were hungry when you got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing, nothing weird going on. Nothing weird. Nothing weird going on at all. Just listen to your doctors. That's the TED Talk. <laughs> right? Seriously, man. Uh, dude. All right. What else were we going to talk about? Normal uh, stuff? Want to give a quick shout out uh, to right. uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, man. Yet oh, again, yeah. another fantastic middle of the day, happy hour dining experience at the Puyallup Buffalo Wild Wings. Myself, the Ted Smith, and the mayor. I will say this, though. Steve was excited and was. ordered a large amount of wings and the girls, like, just for the two of you. And Steve, I mean, I like it like a poker player. Steve doubled down because the mayor got his own wings. Steve doubled no, down. No, the mayor got chicken nuggets. Yeah. They're not wings. So then... Boneless. So Migs is like... Yeah, doubles down. Like, as she walks away, we got other stuff, too. I was like, that's a lot of wings. I know, know, man. That that was a lot of wings. I was like, I think, at the time, I was like, I think we could both eat 15 wings. Yeah. I think we both had, like, eight. Right, and we had, like, the pretzel knots. The pretzel knots were amazing. They were good. They were frickles. disappointed that the corn dog, the mini corn dogs, are no longer on the menu. I understand that they're working new stuff in. Yeah. And one of the new things was pretty fantastic. The the dirty tots. The dirty tots. Uh, well, don't don't worry because everybody enjoyed it Friday night. I heated all that stuff up. Oh, that's right. You brought it to Olympia. Yeah, nice. And everybody's like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, get in." Yeah, because that Friday, I think it was a fr- right, it was a Friday. It was Friday, and we were off because BJ was uh, battling the.
the what he thought might be the coronavirus at that moment. So we were off, and Ted's like, "Well, we're going up to Olympia. Can we just swoop by, meet the baby?" I think he was in Vegas at that point. Oh yes, you're right. I've <laughs> lost track, Ted. I've lost track. I've been off so many days. I don't know what day today is. I know it's Wednesday because I see you. That's a good point. Uh, but you swung by. I thought it was Thursday all day. You met the baby. I did. Got a photo. Actually held a baby. Yes. Which is very rare. Even I came into the office the other day. And even I was like, you want to see something rare? Look at me holding a baby. Even throws like, I got to see this. Because like, like I was thinking, who else do I know that has a baby? Jesse and Jamie. Yep, I held that baby. Yeah, but I'm not sure I held Terrence baby. Well, you held Tatum. I held Tatum. You held her with such intensity. Oh, my God. Then she started wiggling. It was like, all right. All right. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 hold on. I got to take the picture. Lulu's in it, too. You're like, just give me, take the baby, Steve. Take the baby. <laughs> then we had to go to B-dubs and relax because yeah. it was intense. What's her name? Shout out once again to the bartender, uh, Natasha. Name? All right, all right. I only remember that. Was that that singer, Natasha Benningfield? Oh, yeah. That's, I was like, all right, next time we go on the Megacast, I want to give her a shout out because every time we talk about that experience, we always forget her name. Yeah. So that was my way of remembering it. She doesn't look like Natasha Benningfield. She has the same name. So Natasha... If you ever go to the Puyallup uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in the middle of the day, hit up the bar. She is next level awesome. Yeah, great bartender. Yes. Also, I won't lie. Like, it was great meeting the baby and stuff. But I, I was talking on my Friday night. Like, it hadn't really dawned on me that you've been working and dealing with the baby. Like, you're like I hang out with you a lot. But the pure joy of sitting there, like, eating some wings out of oh. you. I was like, oh, Steve's like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad we stopped for lunch with Steve. Yeah, like, I knew that you guys were crunched for time. So I'm like, eh, they're not, probably not going to have time to get lunch. That's cool. It's just It meant a lot for you guys to meet Tatum. Uh, but then we're like, you know, we still got time. Screw it. Let's go get some lunch. And I'm like, yes. It was just... <laughs> You know, I mean, I've been off for several days, but I've been basically daddy daycare, uh, you know, or both of us together watching the baby. You know what I mean? But like, there's been no, uh, other than me and my wife, there's been no adult interaction. Right. And it's tough for people like me that don't have babies. So I'm always on the side of like, dude, we don't have to do lunch. And then I realize like, no, no, no. Steve wants to do lunch. All right. We're going to lunch. I didn't want to. I needed to do lunch. (laughs) And then, uh. I was like, at first, I'm like, I'm not going to get a beer. You know what? I don't need a beer. And then finally, I was just like, screw it. I'll have a beer with the boys. And that was like the greatest beer I've ever had in my life. Because I haven't had a lick of alcohol. And it was just one beer. Yeah, literally one beer. Just enough just to be like, that tasted like heaven in my mouth. That's so funny. Because Cobb and I did it last night. Minus the weird glass that we had to drink it out of. Yeah, because it was IPA. (sighs) Cobb and I did it last night. Like, Cobb is not a big drinker, but he's Mm -hmm. especially not a big beer drinker. So we were going to meet a buddy for Hot Tub Tuesday after the, excuse me, nice. after the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, man. I don't know where that came from. Well, it came from your uh, insides. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we were going down there to meet him and he goes, you want to stop and get a beer? And I was like, yeah. I think we got to twist Ted's arm. Yeah. So I had two. He had one. But same thing. He's like, that was a damn good beer. He goes, that's the first beer I've had in six months. It sounds like uh, the, our relationship, too. It's usually like two for one, maybe even three for one. Sometimes oh, that Friday, I definitely went three for one. With yeah, you. you did. <laughs> you absolutely did. Let's get those tall course lights rolling. Yeah. You switched from the IPA to the tall course lights. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> all right. Why don't we take a break? All right. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, we'll figure out what we're going to do next. We have another burning questions with Ellen. It's another one with uh, the Beebs. Oh, no so kidding. So we could hit that. Um, I could tell you about what's going on in my world with uh, all the drama that's happening. All right, that's what I was going to say. Do, do we stick with the serious stuff? You got a lot of serious stuff going on. Man, I know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people are curious about what's going on. There's been a couple of weird tweets that they put up there, and it's been a lot of people that are questioning if it's a, uh, a storyline you know, in the world of wrestling, because nothing's real in wrestling. Uh, so is it like a make-believe story, or is it real S? And I remember you texted That's me. That's why I called you. you. called me. Yeah. Our boss called me. My hockey buddies called me. And every time, they're like, hey, is this just like some kind of story you guys are doing? I'm like, nope. This is as real as real gets. Like, I legit feel like I'm living in the middle of a Netflix documentary right now. A bad one. A really bad one. Like, I wish it wasn't this one. I'd rather be a part of their blind love show, which is terrible. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I got to check it out. Oh, we, we lasted maybe 15 minutes. It's, all right. I mean, maybe 20. There's some hot chicks on it, but it's bad. And they're all blind? No, no, no. They just don't see each other. <laughs> I wish. That would be way more entertaining if everybody was attractive blind people. <laughs> that would be the greatest show ever. Right. That's like they can't see each other. No, and like they can't even be in the same room with each other. They're, they're like in these pods. Yeah, I've watched the I watched within walls. Yeah. After a while, you're like, oh, this is like, I'm just watching people have boring conversations with each other. I think I'm really starting to like you. Yeah. Holy, one of the guys, she's like, I'm very religious. And he goes, 
holy effing s i'm religious too and my wife's like uh, <laughs> like i'm not saying religious people can't curse but that's typically not the way you react when you're finding out someone else is religious well i'll be goddamn you're religious too right well, nail Jesus to a cross. I'm religious as well. Right? <laughs> All right. Maybe the Megacast will be back. Uh, we got plenty of stuff to do. Oh, yeah. We, we got stuff. That's right. Wash your hands and listen to your doctors, kids. Ted and Steve need a moment to rub each other down with hand sanitizer. Gross. The Megacast will be back. When the lights go down and things get close. You want all the protection you can get because you don't want an STD and you don't want coronavirus. Introducing new KY with Purell. The convenience of KY with the added protection of the world's leading hand sanitizer. KY with Purell will enhance your private time and kill 99% of all germs. Just one word of warning, new KY with Purell's alcohol content may cause a stinging sensation. (coughs) KY with Purell. At least when you feel the sting, you'll know you're clean. From Johnson & Big Johnson. and Steve are two weird motherfuckers. They just finished washing each other's hands. The Megacast is back. Yeah. I washed Ted's hands. <laughs> Not a big deal. Are your hands getting a little raw from all the uh, Purell? Dude, yes. And also, have you noticed the, the Danny brought it up this morning in our studios. If you look at our doorknob handle to get out of the studio, it, we have worn off like the... The polish on the knobs, so oh. they're no longer like bright silver. Like they almost have like a rust to them. Yeah, because of all of us doing what we're doing. Yeah, and wiping them down. Wiping them down. That's all why. the Purell. I've never used this much Purell, man. It's nuts. No, either have I. Like I have a stash here, like uh, like a little squirt bottle, and I'm like hiding it on my desk because I'm like someone's gonna steal it. Like yeah. th- that's been my biggest fear. Every morning I look, I'm like, okay, good, my Purell's still here. Yeah, I mean, I right. Trust me, it, it's so weird. The whole thing is crazy. It is. So speaking of crazy, yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I, Obviously, some people are probably going to reach out. I'm still wrestling. That's the first thing I want to throw out there because some people thought I was like quitting wrestling. Although I thought about it because like this whole thing has just been a giant mind F. So to get into it, like, and a lot of it's up on social media. So anything I'm going to say, is, it's typically going to be straight off of that. I'm not going to get too much into the details because obviously it's some allegations that are heinous and I only hope that they're not true, but in life, we don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Right. So, so how do I in good conscience, you know, jump on top of a mountain and say, absolutely. I, I don't think it happened. And also I can't say absolutely. It did. didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's just, we don't know. And uh, but there's some pretty heinous allegations that happened, I guess, from a few months ago uh, involving somebody at three to one battle, which is a promotion that I would wrestle at a lot. It's fact, my home promotion. That's where I train. That's kind of where I get booked the most uh, twice a month. And, and that's just like kind of like my second family in a way. Like I, I spent a I mean, lot that's of the first time. place you wrestled, right? Yeah. 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 It's at the show box uh, at Battle Mania. Uh, well, coming up on this year will be the third. Three years ago. Yeah. Right? Three years ago. So I found that ticket the other day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I still have, I bought a ticket and didn't even use it. I saved it just so I could have like my first ever match. I have the ticket still. Uh, so this place is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've busted my ass to get to a point where I could be on the roster. That was an uphill battle for me. Uh, and then I had to continue to bust my ass to kind of like prove that I could be something other than just a commissioner or, you know what I mean? Like I wanted yeah. to be more than just, and it was, it was a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of times, like, just having a tough time with it. Like, you know, because it's like you're putting in the work. You're seeing other people getting opportunities. You don't want to be that guy. It's like, I'm working harder. Because it's just like, that's not life. You know, life is going to be people get opportunities that might not work as hard as you. Uh, it might just not be the right time for what you can deliver or what you can bring to the table. And I had to always remind myself of that. So it was definitely like a, I learned how to humble myself throughout all of this, which was definitely something I look back on. And I'm very happy that I got to go through that because then when things started going and good stuff was starting to happen, it made it all the more awesome. So then I started beginning to heal and I started connecting with the crowd where they really, really hated me. Like it was like instant hate. I became the most hated 
character at 3-2-1 Battle. I was voted as the most hated heel Nice. Uh, this past year. And I only was a heel for three months. So in three months' time, <laughs> like I really connected with people wanting to hate me. And, it, and in a weird way, like that's you're doing your job. You know what I mean? And that, you that, connected to your evil side. I did. And it was very cathartic. I bet it was. Oh, uh, dude, sometimes getting to yell at somebody and them knowing that, like, I'm just this character. Yeah. But like inside, like you're like, no, I actually do don't. No, I want to. I want. I really don't like you. Yeah, it's like all the stuff you. I could never say to people on Twitter. You could say out loud, right? And on the flip side, things that people can't get away with in real life, like screaming "f you" to a random person in public, they can get away with, and it's encouraged. Oh yeah. So it's like it's a good give and take. <coughs> so like, and then Sorry. and then I find out Corona. Uh, I find out that I'm going to get to wrestle Orange Cassidy, which is a, one of the stars of AEW, who happens to be like one of the most talked about wrestlers right now, and I'm going to wrestle him at the Showbox. On April 17th. This is huge. This is like an opportunity of a lifetime. I'm not, I'm not delusional in thinking I'm going to become a pro wrestler somewhere, but in the game of life, I like making memories and moments, and this is definitely going to be one. Yeah. Now, rewind to last week. Wednesday or Thursday, I get a message. Hey, have you heard about all the drama that's going on with 321? No idea. This person tells me what the rumor is. I'm like, no. You have got to be kidding me. I, I just don't, you know, you just don't believe something. So... Then all of a sudden, another person hits me up. Another person hits me up. Now all of a sudden, it's spreading on social media, and that's why I say like these things are out there. You know, you can you can figure it out and find it if you want to put in the effort. I'm not gonna go down that road, and it's just not my place, in my opinion. But I started finding out people that uh, that were running the organization were aware of some of these things that were being said, and they were aware of it for a while, and they had their reasons, and I understand their reasons. But for me, it was I understand why you want to protect somebody that is potentially affected by this but you also have to think about the fact that there's a a business and that's the promotion and there are going to be people that are going to lump us all in as being people that intentionally hid something and you can't do that if there's this is going to go all convoluted but in a nutshell like you need to do something when something bad is brought up and nothing was done in my opinion correct and i don't like i do not want to be associated with that so uh, last Friday, I said my piece at the pre-show meeting because, you know, we have a, a show last Friday and obviously there's a lot of people walking on eggshells. So we needed to talk about it and we needed to figure out what was up. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm not happy. I'm not pleased with this. And apparently, you know, I, I shared the sentiment of a lot of people um, and I'm not wrestling tonight and I'm done. And I didn't make it like a big Jerry Maguire thing. Like, who's with me? I like, said my piece. The meeting happened. And I went over to the people that are in charge of, like, you know, putting together the show uh, at that moment and said, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do it. And have a good night. And I told the person I was supposed to wrestle, I don't feel safe being in the ring with you because my mind's not in it. And this is a game of trusting each other. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't live with myself if in the middle of our match somebody says something or I think of something that makes me forget what we're doing and I hurt you. And, yeah. and and on top of or it, hurt yourself, right? And I'm just morally opposed to what's going on. So yeah. I walked off and went and got a good grilled cheese sandwich at the grilled cheese experiment right down the street. Is it experiment or experience? experience. It's an experience. That's funny. I didn't. Was there a truck there? Do they have two? Yes, the truck oh. is still around. The truck is their bread and butter because the owner was there. So we started talking. All right. Yeah, I love their, which is weird because I hate on grilled cheeses, but they have a steak one or something mm-hmm. that is phenomenal, dude. They're and just their basic grilled cheese sandwich, which is what I got that night. It's so good. Yeah, it's just that guy's good. Three dude. different cheeses. Really good, dude. The bartender, I can't remember her name. She's a big fan of the station. This is the weird part because we had them at Red Fest once. Years oh, dude, ago. they're so good. Yeah. And he says that the the truck is. That's what makes them the money, but the store is important too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we're just in the back room, and all of a sudden, like someone's talking to the bartender, and the bartender's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm going to go up to the wrestling show up the block," and she's like, "Oh, there's like one of the guys on the radio. He wrestles there," and then the guy goes, "Steve Miggs, yeah, that's why I'm going," and I'm like. I'm in a mental like meltdown moment though. You know what I mean? Eat and because they even put together that it's you talking to him. No, I'm not even in that room. Oh. I'm in the back room while this conversation's happening at the bar part. Oh. And so finally, I had to tuck my head out and be like, "Hey, you know?" Because I mean, I feel like a giant dick if I just didn't like walked off. Well, my plus, over. they're like, "That's why we're going," and you're not wrestling. And I'm not wrestling. <laughs> talk to talk to the bartender. She was freaking out. It was really cool, man. It was like that made me feel. A little less um, emotional at that moment. Because I was yeah. like, fast forward to the next day, I find out that everybody that's involved with the management fully did step down because they realized what they did was not yeah. handled it right. And I give them credit. Like, you know, hey, look, be- good people will make mistakes in life. 
And I'm not talking about the accused. Like, I know, like this has nothing to do with the accusations. This has to do with the people who had a, that were presented with the information. Sometimes really good people that had their best interest in heart handled things improperly because they thought they were doing maybe the right thing or they were or doing they're it operating out of, fear. out of fear. Thank you. Yeah. I was just about to say. Or Absolutely. Fear. And I yeah. get that. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's a death sentence belonging for those guys. In fact, I think that at some point, if the promotion would continue, that they should have a chance to have a second opportunity to be a part of it. You know, maybe not in a yeah. management position, but to do stuff. You know what I mean? So then a group of people decided, hey, we're going to try and save this. Steve, do you want to be a part of it? And I said, hey, I have a couple things that I'd like to you know, let you know how I feel. And also, I'm not going to be someone that's going to be okay with anything like that. There needs to be checks and balances. There needs to be a squeaky wheel. And they're like, absolutely, we're all in the same boat. And everything was kind of cool. And then we're like, okay, let's get things going. And then another thing with the venue became an issue. And there was like all these, like every, every, every step forward was like 10 steps back, not even two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was just like, well, we have X amount of time before we have to make a decision if we could even try and make this happen. And in the court of public perception, are we even going to be able to recover from some of this stuff? Because people just want to see everything burn. You know what I mean? So it, there was so much going on. We kept hitting walls after walls after walls. And all of us just collectively, like one guy dropped. I was about to drop right when he dropped because we were talking like offline. And then I said, I'm, I'm done. And then one of the guys was like, dude, we're all done. No need to individually say we're out now. I mean, it's obvious that we can't save this, and it sucks. Right. So then we had to break that news to everyone. Now that it, Look, there's still a chance someone else might swoop in and try and save it. And I hope someone does, and I hope it's someone with a good heart. Um, I just couldn't continue with a baby. Like, honestly, dude. You don't have time to run, since, run a wrestling program. Well, especially trying to save it first. Promotion. Like, if it was a situation where it's like just turnkey, like, hey, because three to one was pretty self-sustaining. It's every other week. It's got a built-in audience. It's gonna make money. You just have to kind of figure out not make money for the people involved, but like it's gonna make enough money to put on the show every every other week. Correct. So it was like, okay, cool, we can make this work. But then it just was like, no. And honestly, like with a kid, uh, we were spending like eighteen, fifteen to eighteen hours a day talking on the phone, group chats, this that. I mean, I my phone was dying like in like. All the time, like, and I could tell I was pissing Sid off, and I understand why. And I told yeah. her, "Hey, let me just get through all this." You know, I'm trying to spend time with um, with Tatum, and I'm like, on top of it being, first of all, no light at the end of the tunnel, having a kid, it just wasn't worth it. Like for me, it was like I wanted to do this because I was like, honestly, like your, my morals. Not that I was ever going to be like, yeah, I'm fine with everything that's going on, but when you have a baby girl, and these are the things that you're finding out. It's like there's like this weird, overwhelming wave of emotions of like, no, I can't let some, I can't like, I can't let stuff like that be the way that things no. are. So, yeah, I mean, dude, last night, honestly, I, I was in bed and I was crying. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, like this has been super emotional for me. Um, and it has sure. Enough, and yeah, the selfish side of me is, yeah, I lost a place that I can wrestle consistently, and I know that, like, you know, my my window's short, so I don't have a lot of time to rebuild or start new relationships i'm hoping i have some some friend promotions like in canada hit me up and said you have a home here if you ever want to come out which is really it's also cool. tough you just lost like your practice space too that that's the hardest part lost the place where we can work on stuff the yeah. bonds that we've created um and dude at the end of the day i'm telling them i don't want to wrestle the hottest name in professional in indie wrestling right now not indie because he works at AEW. it's a pro wrestling that's a big name right right of course but one of the hottest names in all of wrestling I'm saying See no. See what you did there. Oh, what'd I do? All of wrestling? All, All elite. elite? Yes! <laughs> but you know, like, that's pretty stupid, but I had to. Like, morally, uh, my morals and my ethics are more important than a really cool match with Orange Cassidy. And yeah. maybe one day I'll have that opportunity elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe this will open channels to something cooler that will happen locally. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it sucks because a lot of people three two one battle not only for the wrestlers but for the fans. That was a place where we could all kind of let our freak flag fly. You know what I mean? Like you could be a misfit, you could be a, a, whatever. You yeah. know, you could be whoever you want, and we all were welcoming to each other. And it was, you know, uh, the good was really good. It's just unfortunate the the bad right now is is really difficult to recover, especially well, in twenty twenty. Yeah, and it's not just. It's also. It, from my point of view, it's also very uh, enraging 
Because you're just like, we had this thing, yeah. and then you did something so out of line and so selfish. Mm-hmm. And you took advantage. You took advantage of all of us. Yeah, and that's you know what a lot I mean. Of people felt that way. Yeah, well, you and took advantage of our kindness and our and our group here to go do your crappy stuff. Like, yeah. Congr- so I'm with you. You can hear it in my voice. I'd be like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah, and it's like I didn't want to like I did not want to leave a sinking ship, uh, but then it, it was already sunk. Uh, yeah, I mean and that was the thing. And it's like, and it's hard because like yesterday, even a couple of us that were part of this group, you know, I messed this couple. I'm like. I know we're not to blame, but I can't get over feeling like we're at fault, that it, it's dead. You know, because we were the ones that tried to save it. If no one went in and tried to save it and it just died because of the actions of the old group, then it's like, damn them. But, you know, you, you want to be the savior uh, because you care so much. And then, uh, look, big picture, I know it wasn't my fault. Right. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have those moments of just like, ah, uh, if only these other little things could have fell into place to make us happen. But I'm like, at the end of the day, if none of this other stuff happened, we would have never had this problem. We'd be talking about me being at battle mania right now and trying to push more ticket sales. Uh, Finally, not Easter weekend. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, it's rough, man. It's, it's super rough. A lot of tears have been shed. Uh, A lot of good people are, are, are struggling. And, and then the world of social media, you have some people that just want to see it burn and want to lump everybody in with the actions of a few and 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 it sucks because like I'm watching like some of these burner accounts and some of these anonymous accounts just crapping on everyone, assuming everyone knew, everyone this, everyone that. They'll have some stuff that is true in their like assessment. And the bummer part is because you have stuff that maybe can be proven as true, then other people might assume everything that that person is saying is true. No difference than if like everything you're doing is right, but you lied about one thing, people are going to assume everything you're doing that's right is a lie as well. Plus, you know? people are conditioned. For the yeah. last 30 years, corporate America has done whatever the F they want it yep. and never told us the truth. And then yep. went, oh, this happened. And then, but, so I mean, like, I get what you're saying, but also I get where people are pissed and I like agree. burn it all down. I agree. We're getting to a point now where it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I know like in, in this world, like you do need that transparency as much as as a buzzword that gets kind of used a lot. You, but if you're going to be transparent, you got to be transparent all the time. You can't like, oh, let's have a little white lie here, or a little white lie there, because eventually that stuff's going to blow up in your face, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's a yeah. mind F, dude. Like it I is. said, I, I tell everybody, I feel like I'm living in the world's worst Netflix documentary right now. Sounds like it. Yeah. And there's so many other layers of hurt and, you know, but I hate to be the bummer guy, but I feel like it's a, it's a crazy story. I'm just glad you were okay to address in it. Cause right. Cause like, like I'm dead serious. I mean, that's part of the problem with wrestling is like, I couldn't tell. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it's, I, I know you, so it seems sincere, but I was like, I don't know, man. Like yeah. maybe this is just a really long buildup. Well, I'm typically not the one that like, I cringe when people tr- try and make storylines happen on social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, I feel like when you're performing, that's when you further the, the, the storylines. I mean, some, there's exceptions to every rule, of course, but I feel like social media, I'm going to be me and I'm going to be aware that what my character is, is a bad guy that, you know what I mean? Like people know wrestling is what wrestling is. The fun is to be able to get people to get lost in that world when they're there and in the room or watching on TV, in my opinion, or on social media or wherever it is you watch your wrestling. I, I find great pride and fun in being able to get people to hate me for that 15 minutes I'm in the ring from bell to bell. And then when the bell is not happening, they realize who I am. You know what I mean? It's like that to me is like a, a harder thing to do than to be a douchebag from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, there was a period where I was really into wrestling like mm-hmm. back in the day. But I mean, like me and my buddies, that was always a thing. We would just go cheer for whoever the bad guy was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just fun. <laughs> Also, Steve, I know to cheer you up. Would you come over to the house? I'll make you a cup of broth and a can of tuna. Thank you, Ted. No problem. You're a sweet man. I got, I got plenty of Old Bay. We can spice it up. So uh, before we get out of here, do we want to do some burning questions? Yeah, let's do and a couple. A, and on a happy note, sorry. That was probably a long, sorry about that. I'm probably a long no, 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 story. No, you got it. But I just feel like. People might be tuning in trying to figure out what happened and they can, yeah. they can decipher it all on social. Everything I've said is basically the stuff that has been talked about on social media, but now you've got it in one condensed from my, my opinion and, and maybe, you know, hearing the tone, you can understand better, like how much this is all hurting all of us. Yeah. All right. Uh, this was, uh, <laughs> I'll get happy, Steve. Now, now it's time to have fun, Ted. All right. So Ellen chatting with, uh, the Beebs. All right. Those two are tight. Yeah. Dude, it was fun. He walks out. Man, that guy, he's like, you know, I mean, it's like instant, like, get a mop out for all the ladies. Like, girls just lose their mind when he walked out. 
Yeah, and you kind of forget. Like, I mean, he's still young, but he's been around for a while. You know, the there's a lot of people that have been like, yeah, like in love with his music and stuff since the kid, the kid was like what a teenager, and they were probably teens, and now they're adults, and right. but they see him, and they all of a sudden become teenagers again. Yeah, of course. Like, there's like a like twenty, thirty year old women te- tearing up, freaking out because Justin Bieber came out. I told you, it's like the one time I met uh, Mike Holmgren. Mm-hmm. I turned into a high school football player. Oh, just great to meet you, Coach. Like, like uh, whatever you need, Coach. You need me to go get you some water? I got it, Coach. Coach, what, what do you need? What do I need to do? He said, well, first you need to stop calling me Coach because you're not on my team. <laughs> Everybody in the room called him Coach. That's awesome. I mean, he just had that presence. But I'm, right, so I get it. He's like, like the quintessential Coach look. Oh, my God. He's like, and he, Him and Andy Reid, and they look like each other. They do. And like I know it's easy to like kind of crack on them, but like when you meet them in person, like, I haven't met Andy Reid. But Holmgren is a monster of a man. Yeah, I was is. not prepared for how tall he was as well. It's just like tall and big. Oh my goodness! And he just has that look. I can understand. I probably call him Coach too. I'm telling you, dude. You think his <laughs> wife calls him Coach in the, in the throes of passion? <laughs> Give it to me, Coach. <laughs> I don't even want to speak on that. I don't want to Coach mad at me. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> I don't want to get benched. <laughs> All right, so Justin Bieber, here's some burning questions. Like as we always do it, we hit pause All right. and we answer them, and then we find out what Bieber has to say. Here we go. First one. What body part are you most proud of? Uh, Ooh. Oh, calves. Yeah, you are very proud of your calves. Yeah. That wasn't even like a, like, you didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I even loaded these, and I still don't know what the best body part is for me. I might have to go with my, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to like my arms, but I'm not yet there. Yeah? Hmm. Your chest looks good. Yeah, I, you know, I like my chest. I don't yeah. like the stomach yet, but I'm, I'm feeling the chest. I like yeah, the, your chest looks good. Like, I still, I still have, like part of moves i gotta yeah. keep working it's on it's starting to firm up yeah but yours is yours is like a flat like you have pecs yeah yeah all right. I, I saw my chest all right i'm gonna go with pecs Adam i'm gonna boy. go with my pecs yeah we're flexing at each other jeez <laughs> oh, maybe uh our new australian robot our english robot alice is right we are kind of <laughs> gross all right let's see what he has to say um i'm most proud of uh like Come. to say I got a nice butt. Yep, you do. Got a good butt. I played hockey my whole life, so, you know, it's called a hockey butt. You know what I mean? I got a nice little hockey butt. Mm-hmm. Don't look, okay? It's my wife's, okay? Don't look. Just just, just, take it from me. He's actually, like, and I watched a little bit of it. I think with age, he's kind of become way more chill and maybe is a little bit more self-deprecating. Yeah, well, I mean, like most people. As you should. He's over, what, 25 now? Right. Like, that's what I tell everybody when they get on athletes or whoever. Like, they're millionaires 21 to 25. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not the best person in those ages. Yeah. Right? Like, give me a million dollars over in a raging a-hole. Imagine being 18 or even 16 and being, like, one of the most, like, well-known and popular celebrities of that generation. Yeah, everything you want's at your fingertips. Right. You have a guy that will be willing to put you on his shoulders and walk you around the Great Wall of China if yeah. you want. Yeah. Like that, yeah, I would do it. Pop me up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's his hockey butt. Oh, uh, you know, guys that play hockey, like more like the skaters, especially like forwards and defensemen, all that skating, man, like a lot of them have to get special types of jeans because their their thighs and their butts are just too big for regular jeans. Looking at you, Jay. Yeah, oh, Jay. Yeah, Jay's got a good hockey butt. He does. Shout out to Jay Mack. <laughs> Just talked to him yesterday. We get, nice. we, we, we're talking about doing another Portland trip. Coach has got to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, of course, good. of course. Yeah, of course. And get that maybe get that same Airbnb. That thing was great. So we could have burritos in the hot tub. I remember Lifestyle. Somebody messaged me and heard about the story and said she was saying how she uh, has done uh, euros in a hot tub. Ooh. And it's it's equally as great because of how focused you have to be to eat. We didn't spill a drop of that. No, time. and we enjoyed every bite because of that. All right, let's go. Next question. Three things that you must do every day. Ooh. Hmm. Shower. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to definitely say, I mean, it's not every day, but pretty close. Exercise. I need it now. It helps me. Yeah. I just on the weekends, I don't get in there enough. So I don't want to say every day. That's why I mean. You know, hey, cut yourself a little slack. <laughs> You're there a lot. Eat. Shower out of shower. Eat. Sleep. I'm trying to think. Man, I guess I should put smoking a little, smoking a little doja. A little bit of the doobage. Smoking a little weed. I like how we both are like, uh, eat and sleep. You know, the things that you have to do regardless if you want to or not. 
I do. I you know uh, what? Drink water. I will say because of Steve, he read something years ago, and I think we talked about it here. I do make my bed. Make your every bed. Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Laundry. I don't want to, but I do it every damn day. You do laundry every day. Yes. Wow. I have a what, you wash your clothes as soon as you get home. Well, I mean, my gym clothes, and by that point, by the time I get home, there's a full hamper of wife-ski and baby-ski stuff in there already. All right, all right. Uh, my wife doesn't believe in using a towel more than once in the shower. So You're doing a lot of laundry. Yes. I mean, that's right there, guaranteed three towels. She's what? never lived in an apartment. No, she lived with her parents up until we lived together. All right. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just imagining her in my place going across the hall to oh, use the laundry. Mind. Yeah, she would lose her mind. Yeah. Yeah, I would say smoking weed. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm good. I, I've been pretty good about not drinking during the week, but I, I, I like smoking weed when I get off work. Chewing gum, does that count for something? No. I don't know. Man, I think my I life... T- I watch wrestling every day. You know what? I should put on their TV. I watch at least two hours of, of like sports or something every day. So Just because when I get home, I like to veg out at some point, put the phone away, and just watch something. Yeah. I would go exercise, watch wrestling... Can we put give belly rubs to Lulu? Boom. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I got to put on there? Open the fridge at least five or six times and look at the same stuff. <laughs> I do it here, dude. When I'm filling up my water, what? I open. I just. I. I You're love curious? looking at fridges, and I'm just one of those people. I got to open it six times a day just to peek, as if somehow like the the Gatorade Zero or the Miller Light ran out on its own. <laughs> Let's check out the next one. Let's see what his answers are. I must play like instruments and like dance and like make music. Uh, those are three things. Those. All right. That seems like his job, but whatever. <laughs> I like how we're, we're clowning on him when one of mine is rubbing my dog's belly. Well, I mean, I could have said talking to a microphone. Wake up. <laughs> All right. Here's our next question. Yeah. Say something sexy in a Canadian accent. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm trying to think of a Canadian accent. Mm, sorry, eh? Would you like some Timbits? <laughs> Would you like to eat my Timbits, eh? Sorry. Uh, What's that a boot? Say there, hoser. You want a little, want a little gravy on your face? <laughs> I love that Ted just ducked. <laughs> he went under the table. Hi. Um. Say something sexy. Yeah. Good mine wasn't sexy, there. was it? No, well, mine wasn't either. <laughs> mine was just up front and abrasive. <laughs> Yours was almost like, you know, call the authorities. <laughs> it's a poutine joke. Yeah, let's get some of that poutine. Well, I'm telling someone to put their mouth on my timbits. That good call. And usually if they do that, then the poutine ends up on their face. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a real lucky loony? <laughs> and uh, go for a rip with the boys there, bud. <laughs> All right, that's a well, good Well, he's one. actually Canadian, so it helps. Yeah. All right, let's see the next question. There you go. All right, sexy. We're all turned on. How many kids do you want to have? Ooh. One. Zero. That's fine. I don't want any more kids. We got a good one. I don't want to F with that. Like, I hear too many stories, and whenever I talk about our kid, other parents look mad at me because they're like, oh, that must be nice. You're getting nice. She sleeps all night. That's really cool. Oh, she doesn't cry a lot. Oh, that's awesome. If you play with her feet, she laughs. That's really cool. My, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I have a buddy. Really lucky. He just had his third kid, and he was just like, look, she wants more. We're just doing it. They're all like under, like once a year, they've been pumping them out. Dude, I start having like panic attacks when Sid likes, like, I don't think I want another kid, but if we did, what would we? I'm like, uh, uh, no more kids. No more kids. Kick me in the jimmies. Kick me in the timbits. Kick me in the timbits. Uh, I think it's up to Haley because it's her body. Good answer. Oh, he's beeps. Yeah, beeps. He's grown. He's a man of maturity and wisdom. Gracious. All right, one more. Let's All see right. what we got. Answer. Do a celebrity impression. Oh, do a celebrity impression. Celebrity impression. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think my easiest one that Don't I Don't tell us who it is. I should try and guess. <laughs> You've heard it a hundred times. But uh, in times like this, Steve, uh, we need to focus on uh, Obama, tuna and broth, and in the city of Seattle, is there enough toilet paper? That's things we got to think about. <laughs> My friend Ted here, he's got the best tuna. He's got the best broth. 
Everyone else is sad. He's a bad hombre. It's one of the worst hombres I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I can really do political stuff. I can't do I'm trying to think of like an actor or somebody. Man, I, I could work up a Harry Carey, but that's such a dated reference. Hey, uh, it's Ray Romano here. <laughs> Would you like to uh, have my uh, Timbits in your mouth? That's pretty good. That's really good. Are <laughs> oh, you having a laugh? I guess that's Ricky Gervais. <laughs> but that's Ricky Gervais doing a character of his. Right. I'm doing an impression of someone doing an impression of Ray Romano. All right, let's do a dot B. Does that make me want pizza? Romano? Oh, I would love Parmigiano pizza. Romano cheese. I gave it up for Lent. Pizza? Pizza. Oh. And I've been to two pizza places this week. Oh, man. Dude. Want to meet up later? Go to Dino's? Yeah, right. Just torch. Oh, did I tell you? Sorry, folks. It's just Steve needs to know this. Okay. Dino's has garlic knots. <laughs> Why have we not had them yet? Because you are like me. Like, I was in there with uh, my buddy Nolan and, and uh, MCTP, and I go, I've never had these. And he goes, have you ever looked at the menu besides ordering the pizza you want? No. Nope. No. Every time I go in there, I get cheese and pepperoni slices of their Sicilian. Right. Yeah. That's all I've ever gotten. And but they legit have garlic knots like you would get on the shore. All right. Next time we go. Oh, for sure. All right. Did you give up garlic knots for Lent? Negative. Nice. <laughs> all right. Let's hear Bieber's impression. You reached Arnold's Pizza Shop. I'm not here right now. I'm out killing pepperoni. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't. This again. Speaking of impressions, uh huh. Are you gonna hit it? Yeah, yeah, this is one more time. You reached Arnold's Pizza Shop. I'm not here right now. I'm out killing pepperoni. <laughs> so, uh, uh. Frank Caliendo, mm-hmm. everybody knows him. He's great at impressions on Twitter. Look up Joey Malin- Joey Malinato. Okay, he does. A, if you like sports talk at all, he does a bunch of those, and he does like little skits where it's like the interview after a date. Okay, and just it's nerdy sports stuff, but he's very good. Joey Malinato, yeah, good good Irish boy, huh? <laughs> all right, all right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, man. We should have a rave where we have those like bubble balls we could smash into each other. Bro, we should have a mega cast rave. That's a listener party. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, it could be like a tiny rave. Like, we stop it, cap it at like 100 people. That way we could do it during the coronavirus. No, I'm just saying no now. That would get weird. And Steve, you would go home at a certain point. Like, dude, after 2 a.m., it got really strange. <laughs> when Steve left, it got dark. <laughs> Follow us at the Megacast on Twitter. Yeah. Stay safe. Bubble, bubble, bubble.